Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Hyde in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. gonna rain i can feel it can you feel it i can feel it uh it does have that overcast well we finally have a touch of humidity in the air i'm rooting for the rain because uh suddenly at my advanced age i have become vulnerable to uh what the the flowering of trees and yes plants and uh pollen and the whole deal i haven't even uh turned on my sneeze when i was a kid i never had what what are called allergies? Never. <clears throat> and now you can feel it. You need to. You want a washout is what you want. Well, uh, yeah, a soaker. A soaker doesn't that isn't that what allergy sufferers crave is a good soaker? Yeah, I went and had those uh, the pin things in my back to find out what I was allergic to. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know what it is. I forgot what it was, but I know I'm allergic to something. Okay, <laughs> that's very interesting. Probably go back. I huh? maybe. <laughs> Probably hidden salt in some medical. Analysis. Probably salted away in some storage locker somewhere. Right. All my medical records. This is the prom season, isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, we're uh, we're all done in my home. I saw prom goers Saturday night at an establishment. How was it? What were they doing? Behaving, uh, of course, wonderfully. Yeah, but now I was reading about a prom in uh, Miami. Okay, where they they brought in a. Uh, a live tiger in a cage. I saw that. And, uh, and the only thing I could think was mission creep, scope creep. You know, let's have a prom. No, let's let's have a prom with a jungle theme. We got to update. Yeah, okay, we're going to have a jungle theme. Got to have lions, tigers, and monkeys. Bring them got on to, in. Have got to have them. Bring them You got to bring them in. Let's go. Let's bring in a, a tiger. What purpose does the tiger serve? Well, it's... it's uh, uh, hey, look at that tiger. Of course, then you know, the social warriors went crazy uh, and... Uh, pointed out that this uh, tiger uh, had no business being at a prom, uh, nor did the tiger wish to be at a prom. Tiger uh, really had no choice, did it? I, I it was tended. I mean, obviously, it was uh, the kids must have gotten their money together so a handler could bring in a tiger. I got a prom. question. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you get a tiger? You just call a guy? Well, there must be a tiger store. You call me now. Yeah, you go to the tiger store. You need a tiger? Uh, we got, I get uh, you. Tiger. Yeah, we got lemur, monkeys. We got what a good division. The, My, the prom was called "Welcome to the Jungle." Oh, see, uh, isn't that the old uh, Guns and Roses? Guns and Roses. Song? And and they brought in uh, they brought in the animals, and uh, of course they uh, the uh, the sensitive types went crazy on your on your social sites and said this was this was terrible. This animal was used as an exotic amusement for mindless teenagers. Yeah. yeah, my predecessor brought in, was it a, a tiger or a Bengal? What was that? Remember in the studio, I, I came and saw the show. We were in Maplewood. Christine, right? Yeah. Christine For some was? reason, she brought in a tiger, but I don't remember why. It was a very large, frightening animal. I don't recall why she arranged. Maybe she wanted it to eat me. That's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just destroy the host. Yes, yes. I don't recall why. I recall had... stopping by to see that live tiger and that. That would be amusing, but uh, scary. You know, the prom, uh, well, 
you know, I looked around. Yep. But it's almost as though you could get arrested for looking around. So I quickly yeah, went to, to another careful. area and not only that, I don't remember. Uh, no. I'm not going to tell you anything. Never mind. I'm no, not going to say no, a thing. No, you go ahead. I my daughter had, and uh, I think these were some kids that would be classified as uh, uh, maybe favoring modesty more than say some schools. Hmm. And I still thought, Woo-hoo. what's the uh, rookie Woo-hoo. would know the answer to this. Because I encountered a prom couple, or, you know, a gaggle yeah, of them. Yeah. It was probably yeah. five, six couples. They're gathered for dinner. Um, what's the cutoff? There was one guy that I thought, are you 30? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, like there the was always beard. that guy at the prom. You know, there's... Yeah. Like, the what? guy who rides his bike around town. Not because he is trying to save the earth. He just probably lost his life. Right. The guy that's got the Cutlass Supreme with the T-tops <laughs> and... Uh, are you done with college? Yeah. Well, I... To your point, Joe, my daughter had to go through a couple of different dances this year. And as a parent, you know, you got the gals and they're all dolled up. And like you said, you don't want to be if the creepy guy. See, my theory is I'll, I'll, I'll use it. I'll use the grand old days theory. My theory is if you're over 40 years old and you go to grand old days, you should be arrested. You, you should yeah. be put in jail. You have to have a... Because uh, there's no other reason you're there except to be lascivious. Yes. None. To check it out. Mm-hmm. That, so Unless you have a child there. If or, you're 40 and you still got your three kids in the stroller, you get to go. You get to go up and down. If and, you're 40 and you're just going over there to wander, <laughs> you ain't. You're, you should be arrested. I, I, I follow you. I follow. Fine. $250,000. Boom. Yeah. What if you're with somebody? And you're over forty, you know, like if you're if you're on a date. Well, I I don't. I guess you can stroll for a beer, but you're saying you can't do it. You're walking alone. Yeah, that's coming up. You have a fanny pack. Isn't it always first week of June? First Sunday in June. As I said, it's it's coming up. Time is just racing us by on this mortal coil, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's the fortune. And you know what? I I I I hesitate to admit this, but uh, people know the old mayor. The old mayor can get a bit neurotic. Really, I'm having a. I'm serious. I'm having a hard time. I'm resentful that we lost six weeks of spring. I, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to get over it. You're like the tulips. You know, it's You're a, a gorgeous upset. day. Let's go. It's a gorgeous. The weather's broken. The plants are blooming. It's. It's all. But I keep. There's this nagging thought in the back of my yeah. mind that damn it, not we it lost back. six. You you're lost. not getting those back. No. You're already six worried weeks about how quick the snow is going to get here. Oh, that's. That's unfortunately true. Even if you get two really nice days in October or... or uh, what you always do. Right, right. You're still going to say, yeah, but well, we still lost the six weeks. Remember last year, December, the first weekend of December, it was almost 70. In December of 2017? Of 20, because the wife and I went down to Mankato for their football game and it was almost 70 degrees. It uh-huh. was the very first weekend of December. Yeah, okay. So I'm just saying, you know, that, that All we it know evens is- out. All we know is it took seven months to get from the last 80 to the first to the next 80. That was a long time. Bill Stein has a great point. What's he got? Well, have you seen the story of Dave the Peacock that has wandered? It's a pet. It's it's wandered away from home, a local hobby farm. I guess it's wandering around Minneapolis. And it's just or, uh, suburbs. spreading its feathers. Well, presumably on a mating expedition. Of course, yeah. And, Showcasing. Well, Showcasing. But, but Stein points out something interesting. What what is there are any female peacocks around? 
That's what, what he's looking for. Well, that's he's going through every nook and cranny. You think he, he'll he's settle? exhausted his Rolodex? He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yes. I'll take anything right now. He's thinking of the zombie pub. Crawl. I'm just going to say peacock <laughs> Furby. Yeah, you know. But but Stein has a great point. What what if he took up with a wild turkey? Oh, and they're mating now. What if his family oh, that would frowned be kind upon of desperation? That, and then and let's say they had children. What would they be called? Okay, peakies. Oh, turkocks. Oh, it could be. See, yeah. peacock and turkey. Turkocks. Yeah. Uh, peaky, peacock, and turkey peakies. Uh, the turkey side would make it pretty ugly. Peacocks are beautiful. Boy, I saw a. Uh, where did I see it? Today, shamrocks. No, today I saw a turkey. On Mother's Day. That must have been <laughs> right here, right here, right here. You see this? <laughs> I saw a turkey that must have. Uh, I bet when they're trying to impress a gal. Yep. That they spread out their feathers. Yeah, uh, cape them. They but cape, they cape them. Oh up. man, it was caping. Uh, this is all caped out. This peacock. And and uh, then it then its feather, feathers settled back down. And they look like armor plated. Yeah, armor. I, I think it's it's because you don't often see it. Don't they have them walking around Como still? Or I don't no? know, man. I don't. They know. used to. Mad, mad. Yeah. Uh, they've been around now for quite some time. We've had this discussion. I get your peacock. I just can't get you a turkey and a peacock. To you might. By the time Dave's done, who knows what, yeah, what know. havoc Dave will wreak <laughs> as he wanders across Wyzetta or wherever he's from looking for companionship. Right. Yeah, who can fault the guy? No. Right? Undefeated. It really is. Even in the turkey world. Even in the animal <laughs> world. Even in the peacock yep. world. Always looking for something. Undefeated. Say, uh, twins are at home tonight, huh? How about that? The makeup this game. This is a makeup game, right? Yeah. With the M's. I'm a little... I'm glad they had a 7-3 road trip, mm-hmm. but it puts me off my feet a little bit uh, after having lost yesterday to hear them say, yeah, but we had a pretty good road trip. They, that no, was a game. win yesterday. That was a game they should have won well, yesterday. Absolutely. Win yeah. it. Win. Win. Especially when they got through Otani, who, by the way, is something else to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, get Knocking him out of the game, then tying it. They, they absolutely should have won the game yesterday. And as much as I wanted a tight finish at the Players' Championship, uh, that Webb Simpson started the day with a seven-shot lead. I almost had to root for him because can you imagine how crushing that would have been to lose a seven-shot lead? Which he did not. He won what by four shots. Still, wouldn't yeah, that be that, devastating though? Had you no player in history has ever surrendered a seven-shot lead going into the final round of a PGA event? And I'm not suggesting he was he was a candidate to to. He's already won a U.S. Open, but that would for for future events he would. He would think to himself, "There's no safe uh, distance. All you got to do is get Tiger to make the cut, and then he'll stand back and watch." He made the cut on the number, and then shot a 65 Saturday. Uh, that's why to I think, get himself up on the page of the leaderboard, where you can see it on TV. That's why I think he'll be fun to watch uh, because he's uh, you don't know what he's going to do. That, that's right. Huh? Well, another way to say that is, I think we Sounds discount him. At our own risk. In other words, I'm prepared to say, you know, you're washed up. You're never going to win another one. And then he shoots a 65. Yeah. Why don't we just, why don't I just never say another word about it? Nothing to lose. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Suchere.
have a public service announcement to make. Let's hear it. The only place in America where a, a bouncy house might be safely used mm-hmm. is in Garage Logic. Okay. So if your kid is going to go to a birthday party in uh, Euphoria, Liberal Lakes, Diversityville, whatever, and they, and and you hear there's going to be a bouncy house at the party, yeah, your kid ain't going. Not going. It's become uh, it's become one of the hysterias that the news gatherers never fail to capture the the blown away bouncy house with a kid in it. Right. Well, what that tells me is whoever rented it and and installed it is a moron. Is not strapping it down because in GL. You'd think about it. You'd figure out, well, A, I'm going to really tether this thing to the ground. Yeah, a lot of them have this. I've, I've used them. They have straps on this on the corners to spike it in there. At Alonto, California, a child suffered uh, minor injuries after a gust of wind blew an inflatable bouncy house <laughs> from a neighborhood in California onto the nearby highway. Oh. The San Bernardino Sun reported that the child was taken to the hospital after it happened Saturday afternoon in Adelanto, California. The nine-year-old child fell out of the bounce house after it rolled onto the highway and hit a car. The driver of the vehicle was shook up but not injured, according to authorities, and nobody else was hurt. Okay, this is an example where everyone got lucky. Yes. That would freak me Uh, out. It would petrify me uh, to see a kid in a bouncy house as the thing goes sailing into the air. Right. Which, is, which happens frequently. Toward the freeway, yeah. So no bouncy houses in Liberal Lakes, Euphoria, and Diversityville. You don't have enough knack. You're not you're not right, equipped. Right. You don't have a relationship with nature. You don't understand wind. <laughs> and on a windy day... Don't put it up if it's windy. Right. On a sunny day, I might be able to sneak away with it. If it's any type of wind, uh, tether it down. All right. What What is the attraction? Do you just... To a bouncy house? Yeah. Oh, kids, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, d- is there a machine, a fan that makes it that, that yeah, makes yeah. it, it bounce inflated. up and down? Yeah, there's a there's a uh, a fan hooked up to a little uh input tube that inflates it. But the the tents that I've had or the bouncy houses have always had a tether and they give you a spike and say just one? Put, no, one on each corner. So four. Yeah. They give you. They say, "Knock it in there." I'm you're not good to sure. Go. I'm not sure. When you look at the square footage of the material that could capture wind, you might as well be installing a spinnaker in your yard, waiting for it to fill with wind and take off. <laughs> I'm not sure four tethers is enough. Well, the other thing is, I'm on an anti bouncy house crusade. Yeah, you are. What's, Where did that come from? I don't know. I never thought bouncy houses would come up and. In garage well, any kid that I have a hand in ain't going in no bouncy house. You don't understand what oh, I'm saying? Bah, They're a lot of fun. Bah, They're a lot of fun. No, no, don't bah humbug you'll, me. You'll get in there no, no. with the kid. You can get them. They got them. That was my public service that announcement. That was your public service announcement? I'm no one in... Make note of this. We, uh, I was just bouncy telling Rook houses. during the commercial break, Mayor, mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, the bride and I took the boys up to the great city of Duluth, Minnesota. Why? Well, Long story, but we kind of. I don't in. want it then if it's a long. No, 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 no. But but we spent um, a couple hours at a uh, water park. Oh boy! Indoors. Yep. I told you guys my water park story, didn't and, I? Uh, boy, you well, learn a lot about society at a water park. Well, and and I bet what you learned was somewhat alarming. Uh huh. 
I got a story for you. Got all, when's the last time you've been in a water park? I, will, I never have been and never will. <laughs> so I got this kid I used to have. Yep. And he's got four kids. Yes. So they get the bright idea driving up here from Illinois one time. Come on up. Let's stop at the Dells. Oh God! And go to the water park. Oh, they got some. They got some dandies there. Kind of break up the trip. Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, and they got. Uh, I'm, I'm going to really try to be. And I'm telling a true story, but I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm trying to be as careful as possible. Three of the four kids were out of the the lake. Apparently, there's a body of water that's virtually you can swim in or something. Yes, yes, right in right like in a lazy Wisconsin river. Dells. Sure, yeah. So three of the guys. Oh, there's three boys and a girl, and the, and the boys are safely out of this thing now. And they're they're trying to warn the girl. She's way out there. Uh, but someone had left a deposit. Uh, remember the scene in Caddyshack where he yeah. picks up the baby Ruth bar? Okay, that baby's floating out there yeah. between the shore and her. She thinks that they're waving and yelling at her to encourage her to, you know, do a backflip yeah, or something. Go. And no, they're going, no, stop, stop. Oh, no. Go the other way. And, and so she keeps plowing right towards it. And they're going, no, I hear stop. the Jaws music. Yeah, stop. And they finally, <laughs> finally were able to wave her like this. Go that way. Go down to the end and Dookie. come out. That's another reason I would never go to a... Did she? Uh, she survived it and, and didn't come into contact with. She's it all right. She came. She came out of it all right. The best is you'll see the the kid and mine were just as guilty. You know, they got a mouthful of the water. Oh no! And then yeah. they, you know, oh, they, like good they Lord. give the stream. Like, look at I'm having so much fun. Oh my god! See, my older children would be going to that number four. This way, come yeah. this way, right yeah. here. We got a special <laughs> surprise for you. You uh, swing right in here. The water's really warm. Is John Hyde available? He's ready. Why don't we... you take us to break then? I please. can do that yeah. when we uh, when we come back. We'll have uh, Johnny Hyde. How's that? There we go. Just. Garage Logic Segment Number Three. <laughs> I thought you went to Cornell. <laughs> Here's John Hyde. Is that an insult? What is that? Is that off to a pretty good start for the week, huh, Joe? Really Welcome are. back, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just getting back at you for leaving me for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. It's partly cloudy and 73 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Twins lose to the Angels yesterday. Come back home after winning 7 out of 10 on the road. 17-19 and 19 on the season. A game and a half behind the Indians in the American League Central. Tonight, it's a makeup game against Seattle. Jake Odorizzi against Wade LeBlanc. Uh, Robinson Cano, he won't be playing for a while. He was hit by a pitch yesterday and broke his hand. That looked like it hurt. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Seattle here during the, the cold snap back yeah. in early April? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, will he do what the other guy did and then just next time hit the home run? Or was he knocked oh, out? Oh, like Kepler? No, he, yeah, he, he's, he's his, out. His wrist he, is fractured. He won't be playing for a while. So uh, in your absence, uh, who was it, Kepler? Max Kepler. Max Kepler got hit by a pitch on the hand. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about baseball guys not really gutting it out. Yeah. Stayed in the batter's box, and then uh, he hit a home run. Well, good for him. Yeah. The next pitch. Yeah. The next pitch. St. Louis comes into town for a two-game series starting tomorrow. A major soccer match featuring the United States men's national team is reportedly headed to St. Paul next June at the new home of Minnesota United, Allianz Field. 
Uh, SI.com is reporting the U.S. will play its Gold Cup over June 18th, 2019 at Allianz. An opponent hasn't been named yet, but United has a news conference scheduled for tomorrow. Speaking of our United, you know, we're the home for the Loons. Mm-hmm. Who was the player that uh, apparently was complaining about someone's Twitter account being unfavorable to the team? <laughs> In the post-game press, I did see the story. Uh, I don't know which player. It was. I hate to break it to that guy, but you ought to be begging for all the coverage you can get, son. I would uh, stay away from going after uh, reporters. The Lynx wrapped up their preseason with the win over Chicago over the weekend. They open the regular season next Sunday, May twentieth, against the Los Angeles Sparks, a four o'clock game at the Target Center. News notes from today and the number of people who died from the synthetic opioid fentanyl in the state surged in twenty seventeen. Preliminary report released this morning by the Minnesota Health Department says there were 172 deaths involving synthetic opioids in 2017. A total of 156 or 91% of those listed fentanyl as a contributing factor. The number of overall synthetic opioid deaths increased 74% from 2016. Minnesota Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm says the dramatic increase shows there's a fentanyl public health crisis. She says those addicted to opioids may be unknowingly exposing themselves to deadly risks. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid, 50 times more powerful than heroin. Dangers of the drug grabbed headlines in 2016, of course, when Prince died after taking a counterfeit pill that was laced with fentanyl. Legislature has just over a week to wrap things up. Republicans who control the legislature and Governor Mark Dayton are at odds on how to restructure Minnesota's tax code, how to change health care programs, and whether to tap into the overflowing stadium fund. A debate over revamping the state sexual harassment law and curbing opioid voice are still up in the air, too. But outside of the May 21st deadline, not much pressure to get things done. Legislature already passed a two-year budget last year. Lawmakers could leave the Capitol without passing another bill. What do we mean by an overflowing stadium fund? Now, there's more money from, and I forget which stadium, uh, the Hennepin County... Uh, which one had the taxes? Was it Target uh, yeah. Field? Yeah. Uh, they, it has more money in it than they uh, assumed. Really? I read that about a month ago. Huh. Uh, so I, are I, they are just clawing at a way to spend it? or? Well, uh, they're fighting about that, okay. basically. It's mine. I want it. Okay. Well, we're looking at doing some improvements at Bell Field down in Fairville. You want to give us a couple of bucks? We'll take it. Israeli soldiers today killed 52 Palestinians demonstrating along the border fence between Israel and the Gaza Strip and wounded more than 2,400 in the bloodiest day since the 2014 war with Israel. An estimated 35,000 Palestinians gathered on the edges of Gaza as the U.S. Embassy opened in Jerusalem, fanning out along the fence in the largest demonstrations yet. At a gathering point east of Gaza City, organizers urged demonstrators to burst through the fence, telling them Israeli soldiers were fleeing their positions even as Israeli soldiers were actually reinforcing their positions. Demonstrations planned across the Palestinian territories to protest the U.S. decision to shift its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and recognize the city as Israel's uh, Israel's capital, seen as a major blow to the Palestinian cause. The Supreme Court today struck down a federal law that bars gambling on football, basketball, baseball, and other sports in most states, giving states the go-ahead to legalize betting on sports. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three to strike down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. That 1992 law barred state-authorized sports gambling, with some exceptions. It made Nevada the only state where a person could wager on the results of a single game. One research firm estimated before the ruling that if the Supreme Court were to strike this law down, 32 states would likely offer sports betting within five years. The court's decision came in a case from New Jersey, which has fought for years to legalize gambling on sports at casinos and uh, racetracks in 
I bet state. betting will come to golf, and that'll be the beginning of the end. Think um, so? Mm-hmm. Why do you suggest that? It'll change the game dramatically. Uh, it's so pure now that then suddenly you'll be able to say, geez, I, 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 I bet I can bet that he'll... Uh, He'll make this par five in two. I bet there'll be active boards where you can go and 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 bet as the game proceeds. I don't. I just don't like it. I'm just uh, old fashioned. Well, I, don't I don't like bouncy castles either. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of surprised me. Now, yeah. I, was I never thought you'd listening. take a stand. Yeah, I, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm right. crusading against bouncy houses. And it is a, so, a strong stand. <laughs> it too. is a strong stance, yeah. John. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I think people are stupid. They don't know how to do it. Well, very few people are willing to take on such a challenging topic. <laughs> as you yourself. find that somewhere else on the radio. Find hey, this, me a guy. <laughs> find me a guy who comes on the air and tells you how what it's like to know about bouncy houses. Wow. I think we can. Uh, uh... Mothers and fathers, don't let your kid go in a bouncy house unless it's in Garage Logic. <laughs> can we if an- it's not in Garage Logic, it won't be properly tethered to the ground. Can we anticipate that to be added to the garage grilling question? You, yeah, yeah. you have a potential Senate candidate. You say, well, where, where are, are you, you on those bouncy house? <laughs> yeah, what do you got? Yeah. State fair T-shirt idea: yeah. the bouncy house with the circle, no. the line through the middle. No, state fair's got to be pushed back. <laughs> I think so. Done. Um, discreetly. Yeah. Margot Kidder, the actress who played Lois Lane in Superman, died yesterday in Montana. Uh, she was at her home and she passed away, according to the spokesperson at the Friends and Davis Funeral Home in Livingston, Montana. Cause of death unknown at this moment. Bruce Becker, the Park County attorney, said an unknown person called police to report Margot was unconscious, not breathing. When police responded and found her dead. The death is now under investigation. She starred, you might remember, opposite Christopher Reeve, 1978 Superman, and also in the three sequels. She continued acting right up until this year, taking small roles in TV shows and movies, and also had stage roles. She had a very public battle with bipolar disorder for years. During her struggles, she was briefly homeless back in 1996. She became an advocate for mental health after that incident. She was married three times, including one marriage to actor John Hurd that lasted six days. That wasn't very long, was it, John? That's a short marriage. That's when you really learn you don't understand each other quickly. John, why do I have it in my mind that she and Neil Young had a relationship? I don't know about that. And I looked it up and I couldn't verify it, but they're both Canadians. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought there was a period of time where uh, Neil Young and Margot were... uh, Hmm. I don't recall that. In fact, he was married to what's-her-name for 30 years before he... uh, Lit out, what, two years ago for Daryl Hannah? So mm-hmm. I don't know about that. She was uh, connected to uh, Pierre Trudeau, Brian De Palma, Steven Spielberg, and Richard Pryor at different times of her career, dating all of them. Neil Young has a disabled child, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. You are correct. <coughs> well, yes. could it be that Margot Kidder was the mother of that child? Maybe no, not. I don't, no, know. I don't was, know where was, I'm getting this Neil Young connection. Peggy was the mother Peggy, of that child, Peggy, yeah, the one right. that uh, he divorced two years right. ago that everybody went nuts about. Mm-hmm. The reason that uh, David Crosby won't talk to him and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> When you have a marriage that lasts six days, yeah. where does it start to go south? Is it day two? I think probably. It's still day one. You know, you're, it's, Day one you figured was okay. Sure. Right. Right. You're just working through it. But something must set in by about day three. Yeah. Well, John Hurd was always a little goofy, too. Uh, he's dead now, but uh, remember him? He was the cop on The Sopranos that uh, was Tony's buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he had, I know he had some drug addiction problems uh, throughout his career uh, before he passed away, I think, two years ago. Wasn't so, John Hurd the elephant man? Uh, nope. Uh, John Medic. 
John Merrick. No, I, I know. I didn't mean in real life. <laughs> uh, uh, John this, was John Hurt in a movie called Cutter's Way. Please look that up. Really. John Hurt, I believe, Hurt? was the wasn't. Oh, Rooks, what do you got there? Rooks? Yep, he died uh, in January two thousand seventeen, and but that's that's not the guy we're talking about, though. Oh, that's the guy Joe's talking about. Jesus, he was the honest, he was the elephant man, right? <laughs> Look up the movie Cutter's Way. <laughs> no, I was the which walrus. I would highly recommend. Annie G. Eller, by the way, yeah. from the eighties. It's, it's Jeff Bridges, Here we Jeff go. Bridges yeah. Mary Steenburgen, uh, and it was either John Hurd or John Hurt or it's about lumberjacks. As the no. deformed John Merrick in the Elephant Matt, Man. Matt, I asked you to look up Cutter's Way. I know, but I'm just giving you. He was indeed the Elephant well, Man. Well, John Hurt was Rook, <laughs> yeah. not John Hurd. No, John Hurd was the guy who was married to Margot Kidder. Yeah. He was the cop, the crooked cop in The Sopranos. Yes. Also had a bunch of other roles also. Cutter's Way. Cutter's Way. How do you do it? And the cast, Jeff Bridges, yep. John Hurd. John Hurd. Like I heard Isn't you. that the guy who just died? This no. is not John Hurd. No, John Hurd. He's been dead, I think, oh, three years perhaps. Oh. John, well, how did he come John up? Hurd had a, John he was a, Hurd is oh, the guy Margo, he, was the hard, he was the Home Alone dad. He's the guy that was married to Margot Kidder for six days. Oh, okay. he, was the dirty he was in cop. Cutter's Way and Home Alone. And yes, he died dirty. July 21st, 2017. We need yeah. to save this for a dirty, He was not cop. the elephant man. Really some good not stuff. Not the elephant man. Dirty cop. A good stuff. John Medic. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. David Wallace Dahl's forecast and garage logic brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company with stores in Bloomington, Fridley, Woodbury, and of course Duluth. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 73 right now. The clouds have really thickened, though, across eastern Minnesota. And showers are about an hour and a half away. They're moving into the southwestern corner of the state, and they're going to continue to move our way. Should arrive here sometime between about 3 and 4.30 and then last through about 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, and then gradually taper off after that. The Twins are playing tonight, right? Yes. And they're starting an hour early, I believe. That I don't know. Okay. So it could be a little wet in the beginning of the game. They may have to delay it a little bit, but then after that it should Six o'clock start, is that right tonight? I think it is. Yeah, 6.10. All right. So uh, evening showers, then clearing late, 56 for the overnight low. Mostly sunny. It's going to be a warm day tomorrow, up to 80. 84 with sunshine on Wednesday. Thursday still 80, but there will be some isolated showers that start to pop up Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. And then Friday, a pretty good chance of scattered showers, 78 for the high. Saturday, partly sunny skies, scattered showers and cooler, 67 on Saturday, 70 on Sunday, and then back to 76 a week from today. Um, so pretty close to average, I'd say. A little bit warmer than that, though. The begin, beginning of this week, we're going to have temperatures in the lower 80s, getting up to 84 uh, on Wednesday, and that'll be the warmest day this week. Right now, it's 73, Joe. All right, thank you. Jim, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. Say, last week you were talking about the uh, the great wall they're going to build down around the high-rises for the Somali community. Yes. Football. Uh, yesterday on Fox 9, they had a year-long investigative report yep. on the rampant fraud in daycare in the Somali community. The BCA is actually been involved with us too. Have you seen it yet? I have not. Well, have satellite radio ready when you do. All Just right. a couple of real quick points. Yep. Did you know it's it's legal for a person to walk on a plane with a suitcase with a million dollars cash as long as you sign a, gover- a, a, a form by the government? This, I, was, this was done 100 times 
last year by Smalley's, Smalley's heading to Smalia. Uh, it's all in the report, and right now 14 more daycares are under. All right. You, you, um, you, you have me at a tremendous disadvantage. I don't know a thing about what okay. you're talking about, so thank you. Check it out, though. All right. Yep. Thank you. We gonna cover me, please. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, I don't that. know what what that was about. Actually, I, I I didn't see that full story, but I did see something circulating online. All right. That that and it was I believe it was Fox Nine that ran that report. I did, I did see that the the report. It is something we should look into. When we were on the air Wednesday last Wednesday, mm-hmm. and just as we were discussing what we feel are flaws in the pedestrian crosswalk laws, yes, a cyclist, a bicyclist was killed. Literally, when we were talking about this at Snelling and Summit, you recall? Uh, yes, I remember. I was sent a, a picture. Uh, Alan, of the scene. Alan Gron, seventy-five, a hail guy. He was having yeah. lunch with his buddies, and he's he's headed home. And so, as I can put it together, he's westbound on Snelling, and he he hits a school bus, or a school bus hits him. What we don't know is what happened. I right. keep reading every day to I haven't seen anything to to, to discover. Uh, what what brought this about? That's such a busy intersection, but we don't know anything. But what this has resulted in, uh, or, or his unfortunate uh, death, has has motivated the the bicycling activists to now think that uh, the likes of Summit Avenue, for example, should have a walled bike lane uh, to protect the bicyclists mm. from traffic. Uh, and they may very well uh, win that argument. I, I don't know uh, how it would be paid for. Or... Yeah, I, I hope they don't win that argument. This is so unfortunate, this event. Yeah. But I hope they, they do not win this uh, argument. The well, well, one of the problems that you'd have is, isn't much of Summit designated historic area? Yes. A- and... I just went through an episode with a guy in St. Paul who can't yeah. put in a driveway right. because the Historic Preservation Commission uh, is ridiculously opposed to his driveway. He was ready to write the, here we go, I'll write the check yeah. for it. Uh, so how could it be then, let's say let's say you wanted to put a walled bike path between, say, the cathedral and uh, Snelling. Okay. All right. Well, at least from the cathedral till about Dale... I bet you're in a historic preservation area. So how would that? How would they get around that? Here's a guy who can't put in a driveway, but could the could the cycling community win an argument that says, "Well, we don't care about historic preservation. This is for the safety of of bicyclists, and we're we're in favor of this kind of transportation." All of it understandable. I get it. I, that's fine with me. Ride your bike. But we don't know what happened last Wednesday. Right. A woman sent me a video. She happened to be at the intersection when it happened. Okay. I couldn't open it. I literally well, couldn't. No, let's put it this way. It would not open for me. She sent it to you via email? Yeah. Why and don't you forward it to me? Uh, probably because I don't have it anymore. But I'm hoping what she did was maybe turn that over to authorities so we could determine. I, I'm not suggesting uh, Al Gron was at fault. I right. have no idea. Right. For all I know, the school bus driver was at fault. But I think we need to get to the bottom of that before that unfortunate episode, that unfortunate death, is used as as the compelling argument to wall off portions of Summit Avenue. Whether yeah, that's it would pretty be drastic, whether too. it would be concrete barriers or the plastic bollards like are on Pelham, uh, right? Uh, you know, if I'm a cyclist. <laughs> 
I'm going all the way. I don't want plastic bollards. Right, that ain't going to stop gonna, a school push, bus. Right, you're going to keep pushing. I want pushing. the concrete barrier. Well, Summit Avenue residents are going to have to have a say in this, uh, whether this is brought about or not. That's a that's a tremendously hectic intersection. And, and unf- But it's controlled by stoplights. Right. So if I'm a cyclist headed west, as I as I presume uh, Al was, uh, I wait for it to turn green, and, and I proceed. check everything around, and I take off. Now we don't know what happened, but it's controlled by lights. So I don't know why we're to ass- we're, we are to assume, despite its hectic nature, I don't know why we are to conclude that Snelling and Summit is any more fraught with danger than, I don't know, Snelling and Marshall, Summit and Cleveland. I, right. Pick a spot in town. Right, those are Lake also. And, uh, Lake, and, uh, Lake and Park. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Well, why are they so quick to jump to, uh, I'm, I'm trying to picture what a walled bike lane is going to look like. Well, that, that would be that would be among the, because that's going to take away, number one, lanes of the street, but it's also, like you said, down in the historic part, is going to be completely, um, and it's going to be an eyesore. Well, a complete eyesore. Well, and then people are going to make the argument, well, an eyesore is, is worth lives, so you're, you're not going to win much on an eyesore Yeah, but the, the, but the historic society, those I guys, I know. they don't let people do it like the driveway no, guy. No. of Garage Logic 98 College of Self-Esteem Zip Nada Nothing Here's Joe Suchere Time Do I have time for a call? Yeah, no, do. I don't uh, You better not I It's do only not. 30 seconds I do not I apologize uh, <clears throat> you're, you're aware of my fascination with the, with the failed academy Yes And I'm fascinated because I, I, I think the ripple effects of the failed academy are rampant now throughout culture and I have one coming up that's uh, truly astonishing 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis at 73. 